Hey there, friend. Chances are, if you're listening to the Inventory Genius podcast, it's because, well, you really want to become an inventory genius. If that's you, then let's stop just listening. Let's stop just collecting information. Let's start doing. I want to invite you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. I wrote this book with you in mind. It delivers bite-sized actionable steps that will help you use your inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in your business. This is a really easy to read book. In fact, I designed it specifically for the busy inventory-based business owner. It only takes about two hours to make your way through and you're gonna leave with practical bite-sized steps so you can start implementing the principles of the Inventory Genius Method immediately. Head on over to sierrastockland.com where you can grab your ebook, your audible version, or the printed copy. Enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and I have another great guest. We have been having some great conversations here at the Inventory Genius Podcast over the last several weeks. This one's gonna be no different. I'm visiting with Dawn, who I was recently connected with um, by a mutual friend who is an absolute genius in the marketing space. And she said, Sierra, Dawn is a friend of mine. She knows what she's doing. She works with inventory-based businesses, which we we are few and far between, Dawn. Yes. Um, so Laura <laughs> said, you guys have to connect. You and I just chatted and both of us said, okay, we both have to get on each other's podcast so that our listeners can hear. And I'm really excited you snapped to it and you booked yourself right away. And here we are. Yes. We're going to be talking about marketing today, which I know everyone's ears are like perking up already. Yay, we're talking about marketing. But we're going to come at it from a little different angle. Mm. We're going to talk about what we need to do on the number side of things to prep and prepare so our marketing is actually beneficial. So that's what yes. we're chatting about. Hello, Don. So hi. Well, thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when we talked off uh, the podcast about doing this podcast because we have so many. I think similarities to the clients that we serve and how we can help them be ready for marketing. But yes. Um, first, I'll introduce myself just a little bit. And um, Dawn Sincula, I am the CEO and founder of Digital Dawn. We are an e-commerce um, product-based marketing agency, meaning that we help um, inventory-based, to use your words, inventory-based or product-based businesses grow and scale online using all sorts of different types of marketing. Um, prior to owning my own agency, which I've done for 10 years, I worked for Target Corporation as a senior executive for them. So um, product, retail, um, all sorts of stuff like that has been in my blood since forever. So I, I'm excited to talk to you about what you do with your clients and how I can help your clients as well. Yes. And little fun fact, you're from the upper Midwest, Minnesota. Yes. So, yes. And yes. And I'm from North Dakota. So that was just another fun connection point. Fun connection point. We can, we can um, commiserate over winter. Commiserate over yes. weather. Right? <laughs> we <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So before we get into the meat of what we're going to chat about today, I know everyone wants to know what is the trend for 2024? How should we look at marketing? What does everybody that has products need to think about and get on board with 
with yeah. their marketing. So you've probably heard this or read this in, you know, newspapers or articles or seen it online, but I think everybody needs to be really focused on the AI trends that are okay. happening right now. And when I say AI trends, that can mean anything from helping AI, helping you with inventory or with writing product descriptions, websites, marketing and AI are going to really go hand in hand in 2024. There are going to be ways that we have never seen AI work before that okay. are going to just change the way that we're going to do marketing, but also change the way that products and businesses are going to be seen on the internet. So for example, I'll take one small example. I was um, reviewing a website, a product page on a website for a client to see how we could get it to convert easier or more. And I used an AI tool. I put the link into this AI tool and it spit out all the things that it knows about how to make this page convert. Not anything probably like that I didn't already know because, yep. you know, it was sort of general basic. So then I said, okay, well, show me what that would look like. Give me a visual representation of what that would look like. And it took that product page and created a template in three seconds to show me what all of those changes would look like if I were to make them on this page. Oh, interesting. And I was like, what? Like no more are the days of having to do all the wireframes and all the things that you used to do or having to come up with new templates. I mean, you can just have AI. I wasn't perfect, but you can have AI do those types of things for you now. Coming up with marketing trends, coming up with product descriptions. There's tons of things that you can do with SEO and AI. Lot, I mean, things we can't even imagine. It's kind of like, I think about before there was the internet right? And now there is the internet. It's going to be like before there was AI and then after there's AI. It's going to be that important to us in marketing and all different ways of doing business. So yeah, don't be frightened of it. Don't be scared of it. There's so many tools out there. I think that's probably the biggest challenge right now is like, which mm. tools are the best? Which tools do what? How do you know how to use them? I need a course on how to teach people how to use, you know, like that. I think just play around with it a little bit. Get ChatGPT is the best one right now just to play with. It's free. You can just see what it can do for you. Um, it's pretty amazing the the yeah. things that AI is going to be able to do for us in the future. So interesting. So that is the trend. That is where we need to be looking and focusing. And we don't have to know all of the AI tools available. No, just choose right. one, dig in a little bit, familiarize yourself or hire someone like you. Or hire somebody to do it. Right. Yeah. And the thing about it is that, you know, cause people always ask, well, do you think AI is going to, you know, get rid of jobs or take the place of marketing? And I know is absolutely not. I think you're going to need that person to be able to strategize, to be able to make intelligent decisions, to be able to understand consumer behavior as it's actually happening. I think there are things that the AI will be really good at helping us predict. And I think there'll be things that it will be able to help us see trends faster than it ever has before, or we've ever been able to do before, but I don't think it's going to take the place of a human. Yeah. And I think that it's going to complement a lot of what we do, but it's not going to replace it. So just get familiar with, you know, the, the tools that are available and things that you can do, because I've shared it with a couple of clients of mine even today and been like, look, you can just like update some things in like 
two seconds. You can write a blog in two seconds. You can write, you know, obviously you got to make it your own and that kind of thing. It's not perfect, but yeah, time saving for sure. Yeah. Just to give us the framework right? the outline, get us started. Cause sometimes, you know, we sit there and think, how do we even get started? So let's use some of those tools to get started. So good. So, um, let's talk about marketing Okay. And why it matters that we're a profitable business, that we understand our margins, that we know all of the numbers and what's going on in order to make marketing make sense, make marketing, like really see the ROI that we want to see. Why does that even matter? Oh gosh, this could be like, I could write a book on this one. Probably you already did, but let's, let's yeah. <laughs> think about this. Okay. So why is it important? So here's the thing that I often find, I'll give you an example. So We had a client that we were working with um, that came to us really in a growth mode and they were ready to just go crazy. They had grown from zero to $3 million in a matter of like 12 to 18 months. Okay. So, which is pretty fast growth for a brand new business and inventory product-based business um, was spending a lot of money on Facebook ads. And when we got to them, you know, they were really in growth mode. So they wanted to go from 3 million to 5 million to 10 million, so on and so forth. And when we started looking at the return on the ad spend, the the ROAS or the return on ad spend, what we started to realize is that they were not very profitable, not just from an ads perspective, but the cash flow that it was requiring of them to spend on ads just to break even was keeping them from being able to have that cash to buy inventory. So we kind of got into the cycle of like, we don't have cash. Okay. We can't buy inventory. Well, we can't advertise if we don't have inventory. Well, we can't advertise if we don't have cash. We can't advertise. So which is it? Chicken, egg, what happens? And so it just kind of became this vicious cycle where they were borrowing money to get inventory. They're doing this to, you know, and the recommendation that we gave them was stop all advertising until you can get your cash flow and your inventory right-sided, which is completely opposite of what you would think a marketer would tell you to do, right? Well, it's most just, marketers probably wouldn't, but right? you care. Yes. <laughs> probably say spend, spend. But the thing is, is that the reason that you do marketing is because you want to get your product in front of people that would never see it in unless you did, right? And that's what Facebook, Meta, TikTok, all, all the different places have, have allowed us as small businesses to get in front of audiences that we would never have been able to get in front of 10 or 15 years ago. And so I'm a huge fan, obviously, of of spending marketing dollars in the internet space, but only if it really makes you money on the back end. And a lot of clients don't know those numbers or don't understand that it's not just free to go out into the internet and get clients and to get customers, you have to pay for them and you have to buy them. And if you don't have enough margin to buy a customer and still make your product, yeah, you get yourself into a pickle where, you know, there's no margin for products and then you've got no cash and you have no cash, you have no inventory and here we go. So, yeah, I think what you said right there, if there's not enough margin to pay for that customer, and the inventory to service that customer. So we talk a lot about margin around here as far as, you know, delivering profitability. So paying mm-hmm. the OPEX and deliver profitability. But, you know, when you talk to people that really push marketing, 
they'll say, well, if you knew that you could put a dollar in and make $3, wouldn't you do it all day long? Yeah. So let's do a simple <laughs> math problem. Let's say you're selling a product for $5 mm -hmm. and that product, product costs you two. So you're like, I have a great margin. So you're selling it for five. It costs you two. Well, that gives you $3 left. Then you have to spend to turn the lights on, to have someone pick and pack the product, to market the product. Do we even have a dollar left to make three? We might right. not. And that's right. why you want your clients to understand because that inventory can be a cash eating monster. What yes. does it leave us with? And does it leave us enough to invest in marketing or not? And it's not just the marketing expense that you have to factor into that. You have to pay an agency to do that for you. So not only are you paying for the advertising, you're paying for the agency and agencies are not cheap, but neither is hiring someone to do it. Right. So yeah. we kind of get into this whole debate. Well, do I hire someone in house or do I hire an agency? Of course, I'm going to say hire an agency just because they have more experience, but you still have to factor that in to the cost. Right. And there are clients or customers of ours that are knowingly going into the negative to buy customers off of the internet because they know that they have a really good second purchase, third purchase, their lifetime value sure. is really good. So sometimes that does make sense or they will go, you know, in a flat, they're not making anything off the first sale, but then the second, third, fourth, fifth sale is all gravy, right? Because you've already acquired them. And there's just not as much, you know, expense to, to do yeah. that. But when we, when we interview people, you know, the, one of the first things that I ask them is tell me what your cogs are and tell me how much margin you have and what is your average order value? And if they can't answer those three things, then usually they're not quite ready for us yet. Yeah. Um, but even if they can, there still has to be enough wiggle room to make sense, right. Yeah. To be able to do this because it's not cheap going out right. into the internet space and buying customers. It, it, yeah. it doesn't happen for free. Yeah. So those are, those are, for me are kind of the three most important. Well, I throw a lifetime value in there also as probably the fourth, but those are the three things that, you know, every marketing agency should be asking you if they're not asking you those, then you probably should run. Yes. So that was lifetime value. So I think what are your cogs, right? So what, what are your cost of goods? What is your margin? Yep. Um, so how much margin do you have on that? What is your average order value for mm -hmm. your, you know, average typical client? And then what's your lifetime value? So those so your average things. order value, do you use that when you're working with a client to figure out what you would be willing to spend to acquire a new client? Is that correct? What that, okay. Yep. Yep. So typically, you know, if you don't have a really decent average order value, so when I say decent, I think somewhere around $50 is yeah. a pretty good, you know, average order value to start marketing with. But let's just say you came to me and you said our average order value is only $25. But I've got a 50 or 75% margin on here and I can acquire, you know, or I'm going to lose a first time or I'm going to break even and I'm good with that. That might be okay, but it still might be really, really hard to get those customers to you, even at an average order value of 25. So we try to look at, you know, what is that median average order value so that we can say, okay, up to that point, we know that we can 
spend that much to acquire a customer or what is the range that we can spend to acquire a customer within that margin and the average order value. So yeah. it's kind of a mathematical, you know, formula that we use to try to kind of determine whether or not the market is going to be good for someone who wants to advertise for the first time. And again, it's very fluctuated and uh, fluctuated on time of year, um, product type, industry, all those types of things make a big difference on what that cost per yeah. client acquisition is. But average order value really does make a difference in yeah. you know how much you can spend. So yeah, so the average order value, then the margin. So if the order value is 25, how much of that 25 do we have to keep after we yeah. replace the inventory? And then lifetime value, that would matter because let's say uh, it's a self-liquidating offer. So I spend 25 to get $25 sale, but I know once I have them, I keep them and they're worth, this customer is worth $500 to me with a 70% margin. You'd say, okay, well. All day, every yeah. day, right? <laughs> She's That's like, where when are you those? Say, Bring me those. Right? Yeah. That's when you would say, if I could get you a customer for $25 at a break even, but I could guarantee you a 75% margin on a $1,000 lifetime value, yeah, you're going to do that. You know what I mean? Because that's where it starts to make sense because the lifetime value is all gravy, right? Minus your cogs. It's all the margin. You're not caught. There's no cost to acquire that customer again. Yes. You'll have agency fees and things like that, but in the grand scheme of it, it's not the same. So you yeah. may end up having to spend, you know, 15 or $25 to acquire a customer the first time around, but then the second time around, you don't, you just have your you know, fee and your margin is there. And that's, you know what I mean? Like it, it it's gravy is what we call it. So yeah. that's where we really work with a lot of our clients as well on the lifetime value of their customers. So we're great at acquiring customers, but then how do you continue to get them to yes. repeat purchase, which is yeah. all always what we want to do, right? Is get yes. them to repeat, repeat, repeat. So there's a lot of ways, of course, that you can do that, but that's really where things start to become very profitable is on that second and third order. And yeah, so interesting. I was just talking to a prospective client a week or so ago and she had run into, she did her own ads, Facebook only, and had really run into this issue of, I owe Facebook so much. I have a lot of sales. She's like, well, I don't know where the money is, but I can't even pay the ads anymore, but I'm getting the sales. What's going on? And it's because her numbers were skewed. I'm guessing with her, if we were to dig in, she probably didn't have a lot of repeat. So she's just getting all these new people, but they're never coming back. So she's right. she's like, but I'm making money off that sale, which she wasn't necessarily anyway, because her margins are a little off, but then yeah. she's never getting any repeat sales. So it's just this yeah. constant treadmill over exactly. and over again, right? Money in, right. money out, money in, money out. Yeah. Well, and you've got to have a really good back end process for getting repeat purchases. Right? right. And so it's not just about that first fulfillment order. It's not about that first. I mean, of course you want that to be special and beautiful and really get them excited about the product or they won't come back again, but you also have to continue to market to them after they've been a customer. And so this is where email marketing and text message marketing really comes into play is, you know, do you have consistent flows set up? Do you have consistent email marketing set up? Do you have consistent text messaging, um, right. SMS services and things like that going that are going to do all that heavy lifting for 
for you on an automated basis. And this is where AI comes in because a lot of yeah. these tools already have, you know, automation set up for you and flows set up for you that just, you know, you do it one time or you hire somebody to do it for you one time and it's kind of a plug and play situation. But that's really where the money is made is on the backside of that. And a lot of times what we'll see is, to your point, people are making something off of Facebook, but then they're never doing anything else with those customers or, yeah, I email when we have a sale, you know, right. or it's like, eh, that's not good. You know, those yeah. types of things. You got to do it all the time consistently. And that just has to be part of your marketing cycle. So here's where I'd love to challenge everyone. I love looking at, I was telling my clients, look at other industries. So don't yeah. just look at what isn't product-based business doing? What are retailers doing? What are other industries doing? So in the coaching consulting world, they always talk about ascending offers, right? So you yeah. get someone in for your $47 class, but the goal then is to get them into your $97 membership. And then you want them to add on this and eventually they go to the mastermind. I think retailers would do well to think yeah. that way. Look at that business model in that industry and think, okay, I'm going to bring them in on this cute pair of earrings, but then I want to sell them my subscription box styling service. And then I want to sell them the, you know, things like that. Do you yeah. feel like that would be a good way for potential clients to think before they came to you? So they could say like, here's, here's my numbers. Here's my margin. Here's where I want to start, but here's where I end. I want to end up with this client. Yes. I would love everybody to be at that level. That is very rare. Um, yeah. and <laughs> few and far between, to be honest with you. I, it is, it's always very, it, after 10 years of doing this, I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but I am sometimes surprised that people just don't even know their basic numbers yet yeah. to, to be able to understand where they're at. Um, but yes, everybody should be thinking about a client ascension or a client, you know, journey as how they go through and yeah, you know, bringing them in for a, a product that you've got your highest margin, your biggest seller mm, so that, yeah. you know, that you have the ability to, to spend a little bit more to get them in and then nurture them through the backside through emails and then get them to buy the higher product or a different product or get them on a subscription model, um, something like that, where I think you can really start to see the sales increase and yeah. double in a lot of cases in those subscription type models are great. Um, you know, you get a discount for subscribing and, you know, you get different and it just auto happens. I mean, how many subscriptions, I just looked at my Amazon subscriptions, like, I have no idea we were even, you know, yeah, like doing right? all of these things. Right. And it's not, you know, you don't necessarily want that per se, but I'm saying that there's opportunities and ways to get people to go through that customer journey much faster than a lot of times people think, and then you get them to buy the high ticket product and yeah, it's great. Then you've made yeah. all that margin. You made all of it. So um, before we go today, tell me about a really amazing client success story. Someone that came to you, they listened to what you said, they started focusing on the numbers and advertising or marketing with you has worked really well for them. Oh, I have so many. I, I will speak to um, a, a beauty brand that we have worked with in the past where um, she was running her own Facebook ads, had been okay. taking a lot of courses, had been, you know, watching all the gurus and things like that, and just really couldn't get past a certain sale amount per month. And she didn't understand her numbers quite as well as she she should. And we really started to put a plan in place around how much we could spend to acquire a customer, how okay. much we could spend to 
increase her budget every month if these numbers were met and how much inventory she could spend given the sales. So we kind of did the, all the mathematical formula and we did everything, worked itself out. And, you know, at first it kind of takes some time. It's slow. It kind of goes like this. Well, this year she hit her first six figure month. Um, and she's about to hit it again after the holiday, which is incredible. Amazing. So I know yes. it's like, you know, going to go from here to there and she's got her inventory in, you know, perfect condition. Everything's going well. She's building great customer loyalty. She's going to start with some other things, but I think really having that first six figure month for a lot of clients is pretty, yeah. I think when you hit that or you have your first million dollar year, you kind of go, Oh my gosh, I'm like a real business, right? <laughs> I don't know. You something, that way. Even yeah. though you have been the whole time, something just kind of magically happens when you, when you have those first milestones. So yeah. we're really excited for her and celebrating her. She's been a client of ours for, you know, a year or so now, and we just love her and, and yeah. we've seen great success. So that's yeah. so good. All yeah. right. So if someone is thinking, I really do want to work with an agency what should they get ready? What are some things they should bring to yeah. their call with you to say, yeah. like, here's what I'm thinking about so that you could say, yeah, I can absolutely help you. So I think what I just said with the numbers that you need to be prepared, first of all, have you ever done any advertising before? And do you have a budget set aside for marketing? And I think that's an important piece. A lot of people don't think about, you know, part of your budget, your PL, there needs to be a percentage that goes to marketing. Yeah. Um, what is that? Do you have your hog numbers and your margin numbers set and ready? Do you understand lifetime value? And then I always ask about inventory. So inventory is a really important, we've, we've blown people out. I was telling you this before too, we've yeah. blown people out of their inventory and they can't get it back and we've had to stop ads and things yeah. like that. So I think that piece, you know, those, those kind of four or five critical numbers are really important to me when I have those conversations. And then, you know, what does success look like for you? You know, some people just want to get a little bit more, you know, going, they, they don't need to spend a lot. They just want to increase their online sales presence. Yeah. You know, some people are like, I want to make $20 million, you know? So what does that mean? And what does that look like? And do you have the money to support it? Cause yeah. unfortunately it's not free. Yes. And I think what you said <laughs> earlier today is so important. If you're talking to agencies and they're not asking you these questions and you have inventory, you need to quickly back away, back away because <laughs> they don't get it. Right. They don't get it. And, and I've worked with clients who have worked with other agencies who do not work with inventory. So you do need to ask for an agency that is specifically an e-com agency. I think people who do coaching and consulting type you know, ads or people who did digital products or things Services, like that. It's a yeah. very different sort of um, business model. And it's a very different numbers game than it yeah. is with people who um, do e-commerce and inventory. So just, yeah. you know, make sure that you're getting with the right agency, that you're asking the right questions of the agency and that you're listening for them to ask you the right questions so that they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So good. Okay. I'm so glad that Laura introduced us. My people Me too. need you. This I am great. excited. This My people great. need you too. I can't wait to start. We're going to start, you know, sending each other people and it'll be so great. It so will great. be. Yes. Because like I said, inventory based help is very few and far between. And mm -hmm. 
Just like I say with a bookkeeper accountant, only work with someone who understands inventory. Marketing agency, this is huge. It's so different than marketing and advertising for service and insurance and yep. very different. You need to have someone with an inventory background. So thank you, Don. You have a yes. podcast. I want to send everyone over so they can listen and get some more yes. tips. Where can they find you? So it's called the Ecom Profit Podcast. Um, we're on Google, Apple, Amazon. But if you go to my website, um, digitaldawnagency.com, we've got a podcast um, tab there and you okay. can listen and follow along and that'd be great. Awesome. And I'll put that all in the show notes as well. Thank you for Thank joining you. us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. Love it. All right, everybody. I hope you got some nuggets. I think 2024, if you're thinking about growing and you think, you know what, I think marketing, it's the right time for me to start dabbling and, and thinking a little bit more seriously about marketing, get those numbers in order, understand your margins, understand your budget for marketing, all of the things that Don shared with us today. And if you've been talking to an agency already and they're not asking you those right questions, you now have someone who can definitely help. So all Dawn's information is in the show notes. You can find her there, listen to her podcast, and I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey there, friend. So I've already invited you to grab your copy of the Inventory Genius book. But if you're ready to go a step further and dive in, if you want a quick start to becoming an Inventory Genius, then I want to also invite you to grab your seat and the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. This really easy to digest course is going to include all the tools, spreadsheets, and systems you need to implement the Inventory Genius method immediately in your business. We'll talk about creating an open to buy plan. We'll talk about creating a profit plan. We'll talk about creating a business budget. And then we cap it all off with a private one-on-one -on -one call, you and me. Yep, that's right. The Quick Start to Inventory Genius course includes a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me. So you can go through the book. You can go through the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. You can write down your questions and then you and I can get on the phone and problem solve together. Head on over to sierrastockland.com, grab your seat at the Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. See you there.